Welcome in to Wednesday, May 17th. You know what time it is, Don Callahan? It's time for the noon dish. It is noon, therefore the noon dish with Don Callahan. And Tommy Ashley. And Tommy Ashley. I'm just here. show shout out to the winner um i promise you that hat is currently in a box awaiting uh mailing i've been a little busy who was the who was the person that won i'm not gonna give his name i don't have his board name in front of me i will find Uh, it as we talk uh but he's a local guy and and love uh, love supporting local you can't i'm all about supporting local stuff and maybe you should drop it off his house Oh yeah, um, I floated that idea, uh, but okay. there was no response. So I'm cool with that. I, I've, I've got no problem. I do know where it is because um, by local, I do mean small townish area. Okay. But anyway, so we're sponsored by Johnny T-shirt, JohnnyT-shirt.com. Of course, Noon Dish. Shout out to Michelle Hillison for knocking out our graphic. Even got a nice layover that we opened with the show. See, I can cover Don up by throwing up the the logo. Um, Thought about a plate of food, thought about all sorts of stuff, but uh, settled on a clock with the noon hour arriving, and here we are, Don Callahan. I'm going to tip it to you, Don, because you like to recognize folks right out of the gate, so let's get started as people filter in. Yeah, so our MVP, Preston from Greensboro, one of my all-time favorites, always contributed back during the dark times of this podcast. (laughs) <laughs> and always has a uh always throws in some jabs at Ross Martin which is always fun to read. So this podcast this uh this stream is uh dedicated to you Preston from Greensboro. Well, it uh just for folks for future reference. Alan's here. Alan's here after not being here last week when the podcast was dedicated to him last week. I know, and we literally like gave away a thousand dollar gift certificate, yeah, to Johnny T shirt, and he didn't show up. So it, no. you know, we we had to we had to use it. <laughs> but no, in seriousness, no thousand dollar gift certificates. But Johnny T shirt certainly the place to visit. If you're watching this, you know that it's Tar Heel, um, the the Inside Carolina uh, Tar Pit Premium Message Boards, and you get that by subscribing, and you get that Johnny T shirt. 10% off. It's just like a thousand dollar gift card. If you spend enough money, like yeah, if you spend, that. what would that be? $10,000? Yeah. If you spend 10 grand, you get to 10,000. <laughs> I don't do math. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Now uh, we got a ton to talk about. We got a top five at the end of the show. So submit your uh, top five streaming series. And we've sort of gone back and forth on what qualifies. I'm going to say, I'm going to break my own rule. Um, but it needs to be on some streaming service. So if it was well, on, that's a that's a problem. You could you name me a show, and nowadays you can find it on a streaming service. Exactly. So, say if you watched Game of Thrones, which might be in my top five, that was on HBO. It's now streaming on HBO Max. It counts. So anything like that. So my thinking was, if we just keep it narrow, then we don't run out of top fives. So we could do top five dramas because i think that's what most people watch for their binge worthy stuff and then maybe down the lane we do top five comedy shows or whatever because to me i'm not going to include them in this top five that i have i don't want to give away my top five but my my two all-time favorite shows seinfeld and the office are awesome but they're not that doesn't count those Why are TV because they're TV shows. That's what I'm saying. You can get them on a streaming service, but no, they're TV shows. I let the chat decide. The okay. chat can decide. What... Well, well, I, yeah, I agree. I'm not going to have them on my top five, even though they are all time, and I watch them still all the time. I'm not a big comedy person, to be honest with you. Me neither. But they're they're great to put on if I'm doing a lot of work. I need to kind of have something to take my mind off every now and then to kind of, especially, especially, uh, the office. 
Okay. Well, I need to watch it because all I hear is that's what she said. That's what he said all so the time. So you have never seen The Office? I have never watched a complete episode of The Office. <sighs> okay. Look, so, man, we got to get through. Folks all right, didn't yeah, come here to hear us yeah, talk yeah, about yeah. The Office. Folks came to hear about Alex Taylor. They came to hear about Don Callahan's elevator up and down on the recruiting scale. A couple questions that we missed last week that I promised folks we would get to this week. And then maybe some 2025 action. Don, let's start out right out of the gate um, with Alex Taylor. Mm-hmm. Big name on North Carolina's board. Um, a position that um, North Carolina is has been able to attract big names and, and put up big numbers. Just tell us a little bit about what you've learned in the last week. You've got an article on the premium board about Alex Taylor. Um, social media has been a buzz with Alex Taylor. What's the latest on the young man? So it's kind of the quiet before the storm, really, for him, because he has his official visit scheduled for June. Those will determine what's going to happen. And so there's just right now, there's not going to be a whole lot of movement because those official visits are going to cause the movement, you know. And so let me just lay out his official visit schedule that he has right now is starts with June 2nd, Clemson, and then goes on to where do I not have? I've got it in front of me. See, I'm beating you to the punch. You got Virginia Tech, June 7th. Okay. State trip the 16th. And then as it currently stands, Carolina gets the the last spot on the 23rd of June ahead of a commitment date that he has set. Goes back to what we talked about last week or in one of these shows. And and quite frankly, we do these weekly, but I swear I see you every day. And that's, I can't figure out if that's, Maybe it's because you Happy see me in your dreams. Yeah, I was going to say, is that disturbing? <laughs> but it feels like just yesterday I was sitting right here. Um, but we talked about that, getting the either the first or last official visit. What do you think that, what do so you this think is that the, sort of sits up for North Carolina here? So in this specific situation, you you want the last one because of the fact that he has a decision date July 27th. And if you get that last weekend, you are giving him the final in-person recruiting pitch and you can combat and match whatever ha- has happened in prior official visits. But now he denies this, but the perception from a lot of people is that Clemson is his leader and that there is a chance that he could go into his Clemson official visit and just commit and shut it down there. So obviously that doesn't make that weekend, that last weekend of June, all that appealing because, you know, I mean, UNC is going to be holding its breath throughout that weekend that he's in Clemson, you know, and if it can, and if he can kind of get out of there and be not committed and no sort of rumblings of a potential silent commitment or anything like that whatsoever, then North Carolina can kind of breathe easy and do what it needs to do during its official visit weekend. So, yeah. um, um, Let me ask a a random question off of that. Silent commitments. What are they worth? So there are different types of silent commitments. If a kid, and what we're seeing now, if, if you've noticed, with some of the commitments North Carolina has had in this class. A lot of guys, they commit while they're on campus. And then what they do is, one, they want the edit, which for those who aren't big on Twitter is just a, you know, a graphic that either the school will make for the kid or they'll get someone, some third party to kind of make them that says that they committed and they post it on Twitter and on Instagram and all that sort of stuff. That kind of takes some time. Also, a lot of kids want to let the other coaches who were recruiting them know, hey, look, this is what I'm going to do. They don't want those coaches to find out through social media, and that takes time. Some kids are able to get all that stuff done after a couple of days. There are a couple of instances where it took a couple of weeks. That, to me, is a legit silent commitment. Now, what has happened in the past, I'm going to try to be very careful with this, is you got people who claim to have information and they say, oh, this kid is going to – I, I actually don't think we've seen it too much on, on IC, on the tar pit um, recently. But there were – you know, a couple of years ago, there were some people who claimed to have information, said this kid was going to commit on this upcoming weekend. And when the commitment didn't happen, their excuse was, oh, well, he silently committed. 
And I can remember Jaquarius Connolly was a great example, a kid who I had a really, 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 really good relationship with. And there was this one of these posters said that he had committed and all that. And uh, both him and his dad denied that that happened. And I I actually when he actually committed, I was the besides UNC, I was the first person to know. So I have no reason to believe that they lied to me. So anyway, so those sort of silent commitments are just garbage. But if a kid goes on a visit, silently commits and says, hey, look, let me get everything else in order. That's legit because he's not taking any more visits. He's not talking to any other schools. He's just tying up loose ends, doing the right thing, wants to make it sure it's, it's presented and that sort of thing. So if I silently commit to you, but then I say, well, I'm on, I'm going to go out with uh, some other sites, uh, football recruiting expert, um, does that sort of wipe away your belief yeah, so, in a yeah, silent so commitment? If you're supposedly a silent <laughs> commitment and you are still visiting schools and you don't have a commitment date set, you know, then you're not a silent commit. How many you, kids commit that way and tell coaches? Uh, in other there, words, there are in kids. your career. Hold on, hold on, hold on, go ahead, hold on. You, I know you're excited, and this uh, is a yeah, great question. I'm talking to Tommy. I, you know I, what know, I mean? I, I get excited. I've been talking to a lot of people, and you're one of my favorite. How many kids or how many players commit, announce it, and all the hullabaloo that comes with it without telling the other coaches um, their intentions? Like the, the, I don't want to say the losing coaches, but the coaches that um, did not get that commitment. Yeah, I, I just, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to quantify that because it's so hard to tell. You know what I mean? Um, I think nowadays it's typically what they do. So I think most of them do it, um, but yeah, I, I don't, it's hard for me to even tell. I mean, it's, I'm sure it definitely happens, but I, I couldn't even put a number on it. You know what the best thing about that uh, mic stand where it is? What's that? It blocks your face and allows us to see your haircut and the the, the full salt and pepper going on there. I think <laughs> I think we need to uh, we need to fix that because folks want to see Don Callahan. So when they see them see him roaming uh, the grounds of Grimsley High School or elsewhere, they know who they're looking at. Don, uh, when you look at uh, your elevator and your weekly scoop, and as I've said here on this podcast multiple times, we are not going to rehash the weekly scoop every week. If you want to read that in detail, Don puts a ton of work into that, as uh, does Ben and everybody else involved in it to get it accurate, to get it on the site. Go check it out. But let's talk about a few things from that. And the elevator is one of them. Corey Duff, you're speaking of edits. That's pretty, it's pretty sharp edit uh, yeah. for, for KJ and his top seven. But he included North Carolina on that school list. What's that mean for North Carolina? Well, really, it's kind of formality for him because he had already scheduled the official visit to North Carolina. So we kind of knew. I mean, I think it's safe to say North Carolina is probably in his top five. Um, so this is more of like just kind of, you know, hat tipping to North Carolina. Um, so in the whole scheme of things, it doesn't matter too much. And the same thing with with the next guy who came up with the top seven. Yeah, that you're going to talk about, too. Yep, Javarius Green. Tell us. That's another one of those sharp edits. I don't know which one I like the best there. Um, yeah, these are cool. You know, some of the guys who, the third parties who do the edits, they use the same filter. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you do like a thousand of these in a week and you use the same one. I guess it makes it easier. But, yeah, let's get some creativity. Both of these are pretty creative. So I see. Um, uh, I'm, I'm looking at here. There, there's some mascots on there missing um, from his. You know, what's it going to take for Inside Carolina uh, podcast host and, and personalities to get some edits? I think we need to work on that. That that yeah. would be fun there. I don't know if they do one out in front of the old folks' home that I would need. Um, <laughs> but it would be pretty cool to see, you know, like the assisted living place um, be prominently featured in an edit. Well, we did uh, have – so I don't know if you remember um, – God, I forget his name. because He went to Huff High School, defensive tackle – he came out with this top five. He announced his whole big top five and ended up being top five uh, fast food places. Nice. And then um, Amarius Williams from Clinton uh, High School 
he came out with his top three and it was top three. I think it was uh, chicken places. I think he went Zaxby's, Bojangles, I think Chick-fil-A. Or no, no, it, w- it was fast food. So he, I think he went McDonald's for his, number, his third. Mm, well, but anyway, I think any that's list fine. without Popeye's chicken is a fail. Um, I've never had Popeye's. Dude, you have no idea. And it's great because it doesn't, you don't need Prilosec to eat Popeye's like you do with Bojangles these days. Too much information. Let's look. Let's continue to roll. Hey, I told you we we're going to have fun on these shows. Down, Bodie Cahoon. We talked about him last week. Yeah. He committed to Notre Dame. Uh, unexpected, expected. What you think? The timing is a little unexpected because he had official visits scheduled, in, including one to North Carolina in early June. But, um, you know, kind of talking to him, it seemed like Notre Dame was some, something that really interested him. And then there was a lot of buzz coming out. That was the last school that he visited this spring. So a lot of buzz there. But, yeah, I mean, it, it wouldn't have shocked me coming out of this summer for him to commit to Notre Dame, but to commit before the official visits is a surprise. And obviously the main thing it does for North Carolina. So they have Evan Bennett committed at linebacker. They're willing to take two more, at least they would like at least one. This basically the pool of guys that they're looking at, unless they offer any someone else, the pool they're looking at now is down to two, which is a uh, cruise law from Tennessee and uh, Ashton Woods, who's from Marietta, Georgia. Yeah. So, and going back to another discussion we had as far as the official visits and the numbers of the official visits, uh, I mean, schools, players can go on as many as they want. We've talked about that, but schools only have 56, I believe. Yeah. Is it, it, isn't it a benefit or a help for schools if a player's going to commit somewhere like Notre Dame to go ahead and do it and not waste an official visit at Carolina yeah. or any school yeah. like that? Yeah, I think so. I think I guess if you wanted to counter that, the um, the counter would be well, at least if you got him on campus for an official visit, you could try to swing the momentum back in your direction. But yeah, I mean, if a kid knows by this point, then then yeah, I'm sure they would rather save that official visit for another kid. Yeah, and then last person on your list, um, Jalen Thompson, Jalen Thompson. I don't, I, I Jalen, Jalen Thompson. Some people don't mind messing up names. I do my best not to mess I, up a I, name. So I hate messing up names. I will. I'm a, I'm a big. I'll go and you know look on the pronunciations. dot com. Mm-hmm. You know for last names, first names, that sort of thing. I'm I think glad it's a sign of respect, right? To get it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm glad that uh, we we're in a profession where at least half the people we deal with we can just refer to as coach, and it and it gets us by. <laughs> You know, well, I mean? Co- you know, Brown's pretty simple, right? You know, yeah, not- Brown and Matt, and he doesn't even mind Mac. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the thing with him is, is that, and we did a story on him last week, and he's flying a little bit under the radar. We haven't covered him as much as we probably should have, so it's partially our fault. But he's made a bunch of visits to North Carolina, and, and he's an Orlando kid. hasn't visited a whole lot of other places. He has an official visit scheduled with North Carolina, which I think on the heels of all these other visits to Chapel Hill is pretty significant. I know he's actually really high on, on UNC's board, even though his ranking is even ranked. Okay. So, so they have him as a, you know, high three star, I guess that's pretty good. But um, yeah, so it's, it's, you know, UNC is pretty high on him. So I think this is, is a, is a significant development for the long run. So, and again, this is the Noon Dish live at noon on Wednesdays, every Wednesday, May 17th today. Appreciate everybody that's joined us in the chat. You know, we get a ton of views after the fact, and I understand it's difficult to join us on um, a lunch day in the middle of the week, but much appreciated to folks that are always here. And I want to ask you a question, Don, about um, that was posed last week that we missed. And I told um, the, the listener and the viewer, that we would get to it, and so here we are. He wanted to know what was our opinion or what was your opinion on uh, Coach Brown's comments at a Rams Club gathering in Charlotte, which, um, you know, they they do the the circuit all the time, that North Carolina, um, maybe, maybe the NIL recruit aspect of everything was going to, keep North Carolina out of some recruitments. Um, 
what what is your take and i don't want to misinterpret the question but i think that's the angle and you can correct me if i'm wrong but what is your thought here on how nil um is going to affect the recruiting game for a school like north carolina and it's not just north carolina it's basically everybody except um you know the the usual suspects we always hear you can go and look at a, a recruits uh, top five or top seven or top 10. And it's the usual quote unquote suspects are in there. Um, then you can see what's sort of important. Um, maybe, I don't know if that's totally fair, but usually. Um, so what's your take on this, Don? I mean, NAL is a gigantic factor in college athletics now. Mm-hmm. And so, so how does that affect recruiting for a place like North Carolina? So this is an analogy that I stole and I don't think I can, actually credit who gave it to me but uh the 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 best analogy is to look at it like baseball you know where you have the yankees the dodgers the red sox who spend tons of money and even though there's a luxury tax there's all these these things in place to try to keep the rosters balanced there's clearly not a balanced roster in mlb like it is in, in other sports. And so I think that's what we're going to ultimately see in college football. You know, I mentioned it, I think it was last week. It was, I think it was in a prior weekly scoop about um, uh, Braylon um, Staley, the wide receiver from South Carolina, who North Carolina is bringing in for an official visit towards the end of June. And I mentioned the fact that hey, North Carolina looks like it's in a good spot. Clemson is going to be tough, tough to beat in state, all that sort of stuff. But, in addition to all that, you got Tennessee and Miami, who it, it's it's so hard to tell because a lot of this stuff is just hearsay. But I think it's pretty clear the evidence or or just the um, the appearance that Miami and T- and Tennessee are two programs who have definitely taken advantage of the new NIL rules, which makes a recruitment like Staley's, you know, very difficult for North Carolina to compete in, and. Um, and so I think you're going to see stuff like that. When when certain programs get involved, it's going to make it difficult for UNC to to compete with, to be honest, because there's certain, you know, collectives or certain situations that they have gone all in on. And I think you'll see you'll see situations like, well, I think I think for the most part we're probably seeing who the powers are going to be within this NIL game. But one of the interesting things you see a program like Michigan State, which was not a recruiting powerhouse. You know, they've they've pulled in some really good recruits. Louisville, another one. You know, they pulled in some really good recruits at one point before um, Satterfield left. Or Satter, who was their coach? Satterfield Louis, was there. Satterfield, okay. Um, they had, like, the top running back in the nation committed, you know. And I don't follow it close enough to know what happened there, but I know that some of the rumors were just the NIL stuff, so that obviously – puts Louisville in a different sort of situation. So I think you're going to see that become more of a factor and North Carolina is going to be a disadvantage unless, I mean, it has a collective that helps, but I think the collective from my understanding, it's focus is more about get to North Carolina, play well, you'll get paid, not here's some money to come to North Carolina, which I think a lot of these programs do. And in some situations, it's probably a little bit of a, um, you know, like Miami, I, I wouldn't trust that at all on what they're offering. And yeah. plus, it's illegal. Yeah, I mean, inducements to come yeah, are far completely. different than what NIL was designed for. Yes. And, and so I think folks need to understand that um, there are rules and whether or not anybody follows them is another discussion altogether. But some places are going to follow them, at least try to follow them and try to adhere to them the best they can. And paying a guy a million bucks to come to your school is not um, part of that process. So, Don, on the flip side, or to go along with that, um, you sort of mentioned the Major League Baseball analogy, and it's a great one. But then you look at a team like the Tampa Bay Rays, mm-hmm. who have consistently not paid them enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but have developed guys, have found yes. guys through their farm system, um, which is akin to, you know, recruiting or in whatever, and they have developed them. 
So that sort of tilts the balance for everybody else. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not, I'll say this. It's pretty clear that Nick Saban and some of the greatest coaches ever are are great at what they do. Um, But I'm not sure how tough it is to win the most when you consistently have the best players. You know what I mean? That Mm -hmm. that, that is kind of like, okay, Don drives a Prius. I drive a Ferrari. Let's race. I don't Mm -hmm. care how good a driver you are, Don. I'm going to smoke you in the race with my Ferrari. So it puts a, but you might be able to navigate the curves better than me. And and it's sort of to turn that analogy around and get lost in the weeds. It's going to turn it on the coaches to develop guys, to, to have their own recruiting boards, to uh, find those quote unquote diamonds in the rough um, that the ranking services either have lower ranked or missed um, and then develop them. That's the biggest aspect of this. I think for everybody not named Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee, Michigan State, like you mentioned, your thoughts on that aspect of all of this? Yeah, so I think there are definitely programs who've done a really good job of developing kids, you know, far succeeding their recruiting rankings. You know, Wake Forest, Iowa, Wisconsin, there's a bunch of others that I'm, I'm forgetting about. But the problem is, is there's a ceiling there. You know, you aren't going to, we have not seen any program like that win or even really, you know, compete for a national championship. Now, if you want to contend for a conference championship, yeah, I'm sure you can do those. You can do that with that sort of roster. But if the goal is to to compete for a national championship, win national championships, you got to be, you got to be giving that money out. You know, because that's that's the programs that are winning it. And we see what happens when someone who's kind of outside of that group, you know, we saw that in the last national championship game, you know, a team that's outside of that group, what they what happened, you know, is they got stomped by Georgia. Yep. It's an interesting dynamic and it's a it's one that college coaches, including the ones at North Carolina, have to navigate. Um and and one of my favorite things to hear, um, and you hear this a lot, is uh, folks are angry about their team's success but they don't want to donate the money to help that team succeed and it's not trust me i most folks watching this know where i live and then know that unc is not the primary um sort of fan base around here and i hear it all the time from those other folks as well um multiple teams in the same boat that have to deal with with that aspect of it. But the, the thing about NIL and the thing about, um, you know, one of the questions in the chats, it, it, do you donate the Hills for Life or do you donate to the Rams Club? Well, there's a big question in all of this. And it's not just Carolina. It's, it's across the board for schools trying to compete, especially in college, the big-time college sports. And, and quite frankly, all the, all the teams – you know, North Carolina, we talk about football all the time. We talk about basketball all the time. Well, baseball, that is an aspect of it in NIL there, even on down to some of the bigger um, Olympic sports. Uh, I mean, the money factor is real and a deal. Let me let me talk – anything left on that before we uh, – no, I think we covered it. I mean, we, we obviously can go like five hours on it, but I think we covered the, the, the majority of it. Yeah. I, I mean, I just think, you know, the old – put your money where your mouth is type thing is as real as ever in, in college sports. And I'm not quite sure I like it. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just yelling at clouds. Maybe it is what it is. No, I'm with you. I mean, it just, it's not, it does. It makes it less fun. It does because you kind of, cause I can remember a time and everyone knows I grew up in Pennsylvania and I can remember a time where, where the season starts and you're thinking, okay, I, if we go undefeated, we can win a national championship. And and now it's just almost like you're starting to kind of see where the ceilings are for a lot of these programs. Yeah. So anyway, Johnny T-Shirt and JohnnyT-Shirt.com, sponsors of this podcast, sponsors of Inside Carolina, and you, the premium subscriber, get 10% off your everyday order online or in person. You know, personally, I would go there and see them because they're wonderful folks. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody that works there, just a wonderful group, great store. Visit them there. Visit them online. Get your 10% off. Baseball team's still rolling. Gigantic series this weekend with Clemson. 
Clemson's worked them their, themselves from last in the ACC to a chance to be a national seed. Carolina's got an opportunity to host if they can handle business. And Johnny T-Shirt's got all the gear you possibly could need to pull for the baseball team or any other team or even school at North Carolina. Visit them. Take care of them. National guys will pay the bills. It's noon dish. It's 1230. We'll be right back. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's up, y'all? This is four-time NBA champ Andre Iguodala. Yo, and this is his best friend, the Ohio State legend, Evan Marcel Turner the first. Every Wednesday, we drop a new episode on our show, Point Four. We're talking basketball, business, and all the culture in between. From locker room stories to some basketball analysis from those who've been in the game. Now, it is a do-bet. Do average 29 and 11. God, shit. what'd it take to be an all-star? A win. Subscribe to Point Four, the podcast, so you don't miss a thing. Okay, Donnie Callahan, it's the noon dish. Shout out to the new name. Um, love it, actually. Um, but I'll freely admit I am a little hungry right now. Hadn't had breakfast. Working on preparing to talk to Don Callahan. Mm. Uh, so, yeah. So, let me ask you another question. Transfer portal. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we've seen the outflow for North Carolina, even in the second window or the second coming of the portal um where does the the scholarship aspect um, of all this we always talk about the limits or whatever where does that scholarship aspect come into to the portal especially this time of year um going into summer and, and summer schools first and second sessions ahead of fall camp so Wait, I'm I'm lost in your question because we have a question in here. Do you want me to just answer this? Yeah. Okay. Are so any more? I, I teed you up. Okay. Are more scholarships going? being held for transfers or high school kids? I mean, it's definitely way more for high school kids. It's not even close. You know, and I think a lot of it is you recruit, or at least the the approach that I believe North Carolina is taking. And a lot of this, all these programs are still kind of getting a feel for things. They're starting to, they're starting to have a grasp on it, but they're still kind of learning and still kind of maneuvering. But the feeling is, is that UNC is recruiting high school kids with the, with the purpose of signing a, a full class. With the idea, though, that you want to have some scholarship space for after the season. But a lot of that, not all of it now, a lot of it is only going to be to kind of fill what sort of your starter needs there would be. I mean, Mac Brown is a little bit more open to bringing guys on who might not necessarily be starters or might just be competing for a starting job, but provide depth sort of thing. But I think it's still a priority if you're going to the portal to bring in someone who's going to start and that the basis of your program is, is going to be built off of high school the high school ranks. And we've gone over a bunch of reasons why in the past, why that is, is more important. It's, it's so important to still have the foundation of your program be from the high school ranks. But yeah, I mean, UNC is going to sign my get my, my guess, uh, roughly a full class. Now there were times last year where UNC, like for example, the amount of offense linemen they wanted to sign, they didn't reach that through the high school ranks, what they decided to, what, what they, what they basically said was like, all right, guys that we actually like really, we, we've kind of maxed out that pool. Plus we would like some help from, um, you know, the transfer portal. So let's just save these scholarships for the transfer portal. And that's what they ended up doing, you know, during that first transfer portal. So there, there are situations like that that occur, but the majority of an incoming class is going to be high school kids. Question from the message board, Tar Heel Wizard. How many additional players do you think Carolina will add from the transfer portal? Um, they added the new kicker, whose name escapes me, and I apologize to that young man. Yeah, he's a walk-on, so so it's kind of 
he's not an initial counter until he's put on scholarship. So it's, it's kind of doesn't fall into this category, but go ahead. Right. And, and is offensive line still viewed as a need? I, I think, and I'll get you take on this. Um, what's the most valuable position on the field? Oh, quarterback. quarterback. Right? Okay. Yeah. What's second? So that's a matter of opinion. Okay, what is your educated opinion? I, oh, I think man. I think I think a lot of people would say um, an edge rusher, a yeah, high quality yeah. edge rusher, and then I'd probably go D tackle, a, a yeah. difference maker. Well, I think I think so. I think the thing is, is that you know a lot of people will say this is that define human beings with the size and mobility to play the offensive defensive line. There's just not a lot of them. So obviously that's supply and demand. Whereas if you have a shutdown cornerback, that's great. But um, there's so many DBs that kind of fit that profile and are good football players, but it's just so hard to, to find large human beings who move really, really well. Yeah, and, and the evaluation of offensive linemen is the has got to be the toughest thing you know, it's different in the portal, which is why they're so valuable in the portal. Because um, they're developed. And they're developed. They're grown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know whether they can play or not. You know if they're tough or soft at that point. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, so when po- people ask about offensive line as a need, I think it's always a need. Um, you know, Carolina's well, pretty think, solid across. Well, the the question, um, it sounds like to me, and I might be reading this wrong, but you know, I guess in this, well, before this season, that's what it sounds like. Like, are, is North Carolina going to add any more before the season? And my answer is, I think there's a, there's a very high likelihood that UNC is done adding to this class from a scholarship or done adding to this roster from a scholarship standpoint. I don't, I don't think they're just, you know, the, the portal window closed, what was it, two weeks ago, more than two weeks ago. And there hasn't been any sort of movement with any guys. I mean, there's always the chance that a grad transfer because they can enter whenever they want. But I just don't see, I just don't see at this point North Carolina adding to its roster prior to this upcoming season. Indeed, and yeah, I mean, certain positions are like gold nuggets in the portal, and they're treated as such um, by the big schools, by all the schools. So it's it's an interesting dynamic to watch. So let's turn since you talked about this cycle, let's turn to the next cycle, which is ridiculous that we're talking about 2025 guys. Don, you put up the, the your weekly scoop this week, and you had the 2025 primer. Um, it, it just feels like it's so early for 2025. Tell me why it's not. Tell me why this cycle um, and, and why the cycles heat up like they do already at this time of the year, two years in advance. So because – in addition to the official visits, which are obviously going to take center stage for the um, for June, on this is it the side stage? Is that what, what who's has this center work stage is the most important? The uh, I'm talking about when you go to um, um, you know, you know your strip joints. Um, what, is what? it the side stage or back? What what is it that they're dancing on? Because you got the one on the front stage and the anyway. champagne room. Yeah, no, this is not that. I don't know if that's what you're talking about either. I, <laughs> we'll talk about the secondary stage, <laughs> the the opening act. So um, the fired. The the uh, yeah. So the 2025 guys are going to be making a bunch of visits over the summer, and that's going to kind of help shape their their recruitments. And so a lot of these names, I mean, we've already seen there's already two quarterbacks North Carolina has offered from the 2025 class that have already decided to go in a different direction. We're, we're kind of sort of seeing, you know, UNC, I mean, they, they base at quarterback, for example, let me just throw that out there. We got, we got Bryce Baker, who's an in-state guy in the uh, Kernersville, North Carolina. We got uh, Blake Herbert from Massachusetts, who was just recently offered, and his recruitment just kind of sort of started, so it's hard to kind of gauge where he's at. And then Luke Nickel from Alpharetta, Georgia, who has already visited once and intends on coming back in June. So we're already kind of seeing what UNC is at least 
initial attack for the quarterback position looks like for the 2025 class, which is, which is basically I'm trying to show my point is, is like, Hey, there, things are developing here. Maybe not at other positions, but definitely at the quarterback position. And the other positions are going to start, we're going to start to kind of see some development, start, start to see who the main targets are starting during the summer time. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned, a prime time for, for kids to visit uh, and get noticed and get camps in and, and all that kind of stuff. So check out Don's scoop on the Tar Pit Premium message board. It's pretty in-depth, man. I'm impressed by the names and the amount of names you're able to put together um, and go through. I mean, I, I can't imagine. I, I know how my teenagers were or are. Um, I can't imagine trying to track down this large amount of, of names that you talk to every week and put it together. It's fascinating. Definitely worth the read. Not going to give it away. Folks got to check it out. <laughs> Let me, what's the best name on your list, though? We can do that. I Ooh. think Camden Ladenschlager. Okay. <laughs> a jack out of Owing Mills, Maryland. All right. Yeah, I can might, give you that. Might be my all-name team. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's a good direction. Yeah, I don't think anyone else kind of – there's uh, Brett uh, uh, Clatterball, I guess, which sounds like a character from South Park. <laughs> and then uh, Onus. Onus is in there as well. Don't want to give away too many names. Go check it out. Yeah. Um, so here we are at 1240. Anything left substantive that we need to talk about that we've missed? Um, looking through the chat, um, you know, I don't see a ton of questions in there that we haven't already talked about. But yeah, it's going to be tough to pick an MVP for this week. Yeah, might have to go with that one. Might have to double up, and then the prize would be a couple thousand dollars. Um, <laughs> Brian Evans in the chat mentioned left tackle is the most important position after quarterback on the field. That yeah, he and I are in the same vein. Are, are we ready to turn to the top five? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, top five. Uh, so you want to you want to clarify or quantify or shrink the pool? So go ahead. Tell tell me what the rules are. So I all can right. So top five. Let's go dramas, binge worthy stuff. You know, um, I think everything is streaming. You know, if you want to go Sopranos, I think that's I I, I kind of consider the Sopranos like the first like binge worthy show, even though okay. that that was on HBO. Can I tell you something? Go ahead. I've never watched it. Really? Never so, got into it. I just didn't like it for some reason. And I love most everything, but I just didn't like that. So I didn't watch it until maybe like, I don't know, five years ago or so. I missed the initial wave because it, it came out when I was in college and I was poor. So I'm not going to pay for HBO. <laughs> so I watched it. I Yeah, I liked it, you know. Um, I tried to explain to my boys about Scarface the other day um, mm -hmm. and because that's sort of the, the gold standard to those type shows. Yeah. I mean, there's a bunch of others out there or sh those type, and, you know, that movie. Um, but I never watched Sopranos. So, and I think for, for my purposes, when I was doing this, Don, it is like The Wire and Breaking mm -hmm. Bad. Those are, those are consistently top five. And I sort of take them off the board. Um, because I try to expand my horizon. Well, I almost feel like the wire is is still like under talked about. From a law enforcement standpoint, and I know a plenty um, in from my life, uh, not because they were on the other side of the law than I was, because I worked with plenty of them. That show is as accurate as there is. I I agree in real life, and that's part, for me what has drawn me to it. And uh, I don't know a whole lot of law enforcement people, but growing up, you know, a in, couple. <laughs> <laughs> I do um, growing up in the city of Philadelphia, you know, terms like corner boys and stick up kids and that sort of stuff that is never in anything else, but is in the wire is and just the fact that you kind of see just the individual sort of entities um is have you ever read the book um freakonomics i have not okay well it actually has a chapter dedicated to i think it was in cleveland but a basically a a drug organization and talk about just how 
actually sophisticated it is from an organization standpoint. But anyway, yeah. we're going down a whole different thing. But yeah, that's no, what it is. It, it, yeah, and it's it's absolutely sophisticated. It's like yeah. you know, it, you can even go back to you know the the times of the pyramids and all those type things. I and mean, we are getting down the rabbit hole. But like folks say, oh, they didn't have power. They hadn't had this or that. Um, unless you believe that all that stuff was built by aliens, like some people I know, some believe, people do. That was pretty. Uh, that's pretty sophisticated. Anyway, let's go. Give me your all top right. five. Well, well, do we have? Let, let's read some. There's some top some top fives in the chat, and then there were some on the board. I'll throw up Crawley's Sopranos. He agrees with you. I guess that's curb your enthusiasm. Wire always sunny and Entourage. I have not seen any of those, but The Wire. Um, are they worthy of consideration? Yeah. So, like I said, I, I feel like Sopranos. Now, Sopranos aren't on my top five, but they are the original ones that fit into this category. Um, seen The Wire, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I love, um, but it's a comedy. I would kind of put it into a different category. I have not seen. I've seen. I've seen a couple episodes. Curb Your Enthusiasm. I like it because I like Seinfeld. I haven't watched a whole lot of it. Um, and Entourage is. Uh, I have not seen. All right, so let's go. Alan Minton, Jack Ryan. That's low key good show. I kind of like that show. That. It's okay. kind of hard. Uh, and again, I didn't watch The Office, but if I'm not mistaken, the main character yeah, Jack Jim. Ryan's on The Office as well. Shout out to Justified. I mentioned that last week. Um, it was one of my favorites, and you haven't watched I, it yet. Yes, I added it, and I I think I'm getting ready to watch it because I think I'm in in between shows now. All right. Game of Thrones is, is in my top five. So Justified and Game of Thrones, I'm putting in my top five. Love Game of Thrones. It's like everything else. Really, it's like a scary movie. Yeah. They start out good and they get stupid at the end. Well, Game of Thrones got a little rushed, um, but then yes. House of the Dragon and all that. I love it. Uh, I'm a big dragon person. So uh, so anybody I that's am got not, dragons. I am not, but I liked it because it was so layered. I actually for the first few seasons, actually probably all of them except for maybe the last one, I had a um, website I went to that actually showed me where all the families and who was connected to who just because I had a hard time keeping track. And it was very, very helpful. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've got a little bit of a session with dragons, both, both in the man cave and on my body. So uh, prison break, great first series or great first season got, got kind of silly like the rest of them do. And then sons of anarchy. Uh, uh, I, I love like that it. show. You didn't like that? No, because I felt like it's too predictable. I want something that I can't predict. They don't, if you watch, they only lost one fight. That was when Opie died in jail. Other than that, they won every single fight, <laughs> you know, and it was just like they were clearly made them out to be this, you know, untouchable group, and all the other groups just always were less than them. Ugh, it just drove me nuts. I will say this from my life experience. Is that while well, I'll mention the wire is the most realistic, Sons of Anarchy is one of the ones they hate that real life people hate the most because it glorifies yeah. that that behavior or that lifestyle. And quite frankly, if you're around and out about a lot, that lifestyle can be quite detrimental <laughs> to the community yeah. at, at large. Let's go Preston again. Sopranos, Rest of Development, never watched it. Eastbound and Down, I feel like I've probably lived that, so I haven't watched it. And there's your other um, two that we've mentioned already. Yeah, uh, so um, Rest of Development, uh, another comedy. It's good, you know. It's it's a unique, um, unique. Um, I don't know, humor, I guess. So, so, so give me your give me your list here, because right. um, so I have. All right, so here here are I'm going to give you my five, and I have a bunch that I'm just going to throw out there. People want a new show to watch, sort of thing. All right, my number one is Breaking Bad. I feel like that's the best show ever. I, I love the twists and turns, the unpredictability, all that sort of stuff. The, the writing was just unreal. The acting was unreal. Love that. Favorite? Um, hold on. Favorite character in that? Is it Walter White or is it, it somebody else? I I think Walter White. I'm I'm a big um. What's his name? What's the actor's name? Cranston. Cranston. I'm a big Cranston fan. So have you ever watched Your Honor? It's on uh, yes. Showtime. Lo I just finished Your Honor, which He's is another one. So I just finished the second season, which is another yeah. one where the second season I thought was 
I loved how they changed up the second season because it's so hard sometimes, especially with how the first season ended. I'm not going to ruin anything for anyone. Um, but I felt like the last episode, they rushed into everything, which yeah. kind of pissed me off a little bit. But anyway, another so, one of those things that that could be realistic. Um, yeah, because what happens in it? Yeah, for sure. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. Number two for me was The Wire for the reasons we talked about. Um, good acting too, you know, but good writing, you know, very realistic. Number three for me, Succession. And I'm watching the last season now. So I'm in the middle of that. Have you seen that? I tried it. I, I couldn't get into like it. it. I may go back to it. Go back to it. It's really good. The, I think the first season's good. Second season is really, really good. That's the one that won all the awards. Um, but, but I think it's good. The acting is unbelievable. The, the dialogue, probably the best dialogue you're going to hear. The one-liners, the especially if you like filthy jokes, it's great. Um, and if you like to kind of love to hate people, that whole family, especially some of those, the, the worst, the worst thing was when they had the, I, you, I haven't seen it, but they had, they had a baseball game, this, this worker, they were like, Hey, just come up here. And you're like, if you hit this, or I can't remember what it was, I'm going to give you like, I think it was like a million dollars or whatever it was. And the guy couldn't. And so he had the check ripped up, written up. And in front of the guy's family, he just rips up the check. You know, I just thought it was like the, the crappiest <laughs> thing, but it just kind of epitomizes. Anyway, all right. So um, that was my number three. I went for four. I went Ozark. Mm-hmm. Have you seen Ozark on Netflix? Yeah, I've watched that. Yeah, I like that. I love the way the twists and turns also, especially at the end of each season. You know, um, favorite and, character. Man. Um, Oh, oh, no, this is easy. What's her name? Um, the girl, the girl with the blonde hair. The I, I think she's unbelievable job, Ruth, acting in that. Ruth, yes, yes, and she was great with the one-liners and the things she said, and she listened to a lot of the same um, hip hop that I grew up listening to too, which always helped certain places. <laughs> but that was like you know you felt for her, you felt for different different characters at different times, you know. Um, that was that was really good. I struggled number five because I have a bunch of them. I went, God. I'm impressed by your level of research and thought on this because I don't even have a list. I'm just going <laughs> to reel them off for you. So I, so, so I have different shows. Like I, I'll throw on The Office when I'm working. And then there are certain things where I'm like, all right, I'm putting everything away. I'm watching this. And that's what these kind of fall into, where I'm going to pay attention. I'm going to nitpick. And if it's a crappy show, I will turn it off, you know, or unless I have to kind of finish it because my wife's into it, which happened with Sons of Anarchy. And also, I wasn't a big Mad uh, Mad Mad fan. We watched the entire thing. I don't know. It was cool just because of the the authenticity of like the old times and everything. Have you seen Mad Men? I have not. Um, but, I, you're making see you're making my my world so much better because I got things to do these days. Yeah, well, I, can, I got I can watch them. So, my number five. And I'm gonna get oh God. All right, I'm gonna go. I'll go your honor for number five. That'd be my number five. But here, here, are, well, here, you give me yours, and then I'll I'll throw out some other names if people want some shows to watch. Okay, so I kind of took The Wire, Breaking Bad. Those I did like Sons of Anarchy, even though what you said was right. I kind of take them off the table because they're too easy. And and one one thing is, I, I think I clarified and said it needed to be more than one season. And it technically is more than one season, but the first season of True Detective, I mentioned that last week, talking about Matthew McConaughey. If you haven't watched it, you have to watch it. Okay. I'm going to awesome. True Detective. I'm writing that down. Season one with uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Okay. And there's a few other things in there worth watching as well. Great dialogue. This is what's fascinating to me with this stuff, is when I watch these shows, whether it's Justified, who's on my list, um whether it's uh, any of these is how fascinating the writing is. Yeah. How brilliant the that's people what are I, that write That's this what stuff. I look for. Great writing. Yeah. And, and just some like justified has got so many great lines and so many different angles and avenues. So that's up there. So season one, true detective justified uh, game of Thrones. Okay. I, I love that stuff for aforementioned reasons. 1883. Okay, I have not seen that. Is that, you know is, that, that the one, is. is that Yellowstone? Yes, it's the okay. first season. It's got uh, Tim McGraw and Faith Hill. 
and the young the blonde haired young lady that's on it that's sort of the narrator and it starts out man it start it it ripped me up to see so that yellowstone my wife watched that by herself because my brother told me yellowstone was was like sons of anarchy only in the you know in the wild west wild west <laughs> and so i was like oh f that so my wife watched that by herself well no i mean it's pretty good it's got you know, I always wonder why Kevin Costner's got to talk. Yeah. Know, so like that all the time. That sort of cracked me up. But that's a good show. And then what else? Where am I? Uh, God, I can't remember now. You made me see. This is why I should write things down so I, I can complete my five with. See, I got, uh, the I got wire, my list. Yeah, the wire. So I'll go the wire. Uh, season one, of True Detective. Um, you said the eighteen. Yeah, 1883. Okay. Justified. So I need one more. I mean, I can round it out with Sons of Anarchy, but there's something else I'm forgetting. And I took notes somewhere. I just can't remember them. But the bottom line is, like we talked about, I want to watch stuff. I, I tr For the longest time, I trended away for, for things that reminded me of my um, nine to five. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like... like and I don't know if it fits for you, but like you recover recruiting. Do you want to watch a series about recruiting? You know what I mean? Yeah, so I mean, I, like, well, I do, but <laughs> I can understand. No, I like so one of my good friends was um, a, a criminal attorney in Wake County. And he ended up being like, look, you know, he only watches fiction or reads fiction or whatever, because he said real life was just he, he deals with real life too much with his with his actual work life so so i understand yep and so look i went back and i found it okay i don't know if it qualifies for a series but the last dance the michael jordan chicago bulls thing that was really really good but i feel like that's a documentary yeah no, you're probably right um bosh i like bosh i have not watched bosh yeah so i'll, I'll throw that in there okay. i had jack ryan season one and two walking dead the first couple seasons were great yeah so i really really like walking dead and the and i don't like zombie stuff that's not me but but and i try to explain to people who are like oh it's about zombies the zombie stuff is is in the background it's just basically whatever would happen he, here if there was some sort of apocalypse that would cause people just go nuts and, and lose everything and that's yeah. what it was for the longest time but yeah it, it just got stale and then they just didn't want to they should have killed what's his name Negan, um, come on, man. Well, they should have killed him, yes. But I'm talking about what's the the main character? The hell is I it? can't think of his name, but he he eventually died off. Well, he disappeared. They never found his body. Oh yeah, you're right. Look, I've got I've got something on here that I did not a uh, couple I didn't mention, and I saw somebody earlier, maybe last week. The Americans. Fantastic. Yes. So I think the Amer to me, the best endings, and usually the endings all suck. But I thought the Americans ending was awesome. Better Call Saul was awesome, and Shameless, which is which is a comedy drama, which yeah. almost made my top five. I probably should have put it in my top five to be honest. But uh, and then Narcos, the first couple of years of Narcos, I thought. Yeah, was I like cool. Narcos. Um, I just don't like reading. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you kind of lose yourself in it, and then yeah. spinoff of Narcos, and it's one of those things where I have to have a hard time separating the actor for how you got to know them versus what they're on now is last of us i don't know oh, if you watched it i played no. all the video games last of us is based on the video games it's amazing um, okay I but yeah that. the theme for all this and i have a bunch written down but the theme of all of it is and the outsider the first couple of episodes of the outsider is great it got silly um, but the, the theme of all of them like we mentioned is the writing so i yeah. need i need actors i like yeah or i need a show that can make me really dislike somebody like you know when you feel like i don't like yes. that person i am yeah. with you 100 percent. and uh, so yeah uh, uh, per, what, what's gonna be our top five for next week i got a lot of tv to watch somehow i need a well let me give you uh, let me just throw some let me throw some shows out there okay you mentioned americans i really like that I like the authenticity of the time of the 80s and all that and like i said the ending i thought was awesome euphoria which is a I tried, of, man. It's a little I bit like... of a, a teeny bopper, and there's a lot of wieners. You have to get yes. past. There's, they show a lot of wieners on there. That's a problem. <laughs> um, but um, 
I thought it was really cool. Um, and it, it is realistic. it is so much so because I like Zendaya, but man, it is so, it is rough. Some of those drug scenes, I just kind of like I yeah. don't really want to watch this. And you're right about the other thing you mentioned, but <laughs> yes, that that is worth trying if you can stomach the, the heavy drug use. Oh. I'm not going to comment. Some on that portion years. of it you're trying to get us fired and removed from the air in our first show of the new year or the new name yeah but the, yeah there's a time i'm gonna go back through and try to figure out but yes euphoria go ahead all right bloodline on netflix really good i thought you know they did a really good job even with continuing it um check that out um your honor mentioned westworld have you ever seen westworld i have not watched it i don't like super weird stuff. super weird but Cool. Another weird one. Severance. Have you watched Severance? Nope. Another super weird one where they basically, when they when they go to work, they don't remember what is happening at work because they had something done to their brain. And then when they leave work, they have their normal life, but they don't know what's going. They don't know what. Basically, their work life and their normal life, they don't know what's going on in either. Like two different people, but they kind of go crazy trying to figure it out. But anyway, it's I kind of like that concept. Yeah, it, it's kind of cool. It's cool. <laughs> Um, morning show, which is on Apple. Um, I like that. It has really good actors, Steve Carell and, um, Jennifer Aniston and, and, uh, what's her name? A bunch of really, really good actors, but so that kind of helps that, but it's basically kind of the same idea of what happened with the, the today show with right. the, with the anchor who, you know, was sexually harassing a fire, but so it's kind of that idea, but it's pretty cool. Um, Homeland. Yes. That's really good. Um, white Lotus. I kind of sort of liked um, if you like good actors and good writing, there were some things I didn't like. It was too much connection sometimes, but city on a hill, which has Kevin Bacon in it. And he plays this piece of crap. I think he's an FBI agent. And you want to talk about somebody you hate, you will hate him because he's such a low life and does so many crappy things, but you kind of sort of like him. Um, but it, I think it's pretty cool. Better Call Saul. I didn't want to, I mean, that probably would be in my top five, but because of Breaking Bad, I didn't want to do it. But I was actually surprised. I purposely didn't watch it. And then, like, everyone kept on talking about how good it, how good it was. I thought the writing was unbelievable. And that ending, I thought, was really, really, really good. I think yep. that's all I have on my list. Yeah, and, and Don Dada on the message board mentioned Stranger Things, and my son said eh. I had to mention that. I kind of... I watched the first season. It's I very like shows. Teen- it's too teeny bopper ish and too eighties. Yeah, but but I grew up then, right? So I was a teenager in the eighties and, and okay. when I see stuff like that and the music and whatever, and they're supposed to have um if they do a second season, Freddy Krueger's supposed to be in it. Which leads really? me to my suggestion of next week's top five. Okay. Top five scary movies. Let's do it. Let's do it. Can we do it? We can do it. So but folks I, so chime I, in. I am really big on the watching these sort of dramas, this binge-worthy dramas. So I I definitely, anyone has any sort of recommendations? I'm going to, I mean, right now I got plenty, but I mean. My question is, when do you sleep? <laughs> I, 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 I try to get, I try to get my two hours of sleep every night. Do, last question before we get out of here, because we're past the noon hour. We are. Is when you watch stuff on Netflix, and I don't think you can do it on Prime or some of the other streaming services, do you watch it faster? No. Do you? Well, I listen to podcasts at one and a half because it yeah, makes, don't do that sound, either, but... makes me sound smarter. But I listen to, um, like when I watch Netflix on my phone, because you can't do it on the TV, I watch it at 1.25. Really? It, does, it doesn't really change the audio. Um, they walk a little funny, um, but it allows me to watch episodes a little bit quicker. Yeah, I think you need to make more time. I think you need to stop <laughs> doing so many damn interviews. Yeah. Do like, one less interview and watch a a a show on normal speed well speaking of interviews let's talk about content that's on inside carolina right now aside from don callahan's amazing work on the scoop and all the recruiting stories uh check out the players lounge with drake may that just dropped this morning taylor vipolis and i talked to drake at length yesterday and we didn't talk about how many touchdown passes and how many yards he threw for we talked about what makes drake may drake may and the the player not just the player, but the person. And I think it's a pretty fascinating interview you want to check out. And then check out, uh, we got a ton more of those player lounges coming over the course of the summer, as well as Jason Staples' scouting reports and breakdowns. Don will be reading them to learn more about team. So when we get into the season, we can talk about team and not just defer to me. 
as Don was apt to do last the last few years of this of this formerly known as the Scoop podcast. And then, of course, all the basketball news, everything you want, and check out the baseball. I told you there's a huge series this weekend at Clemson. A lot going on with the baseball team um, and, and a big time of the year for Scott Forbes and his bunch over there. And, of course, all the other sports at North Carolina Inside Carolina's got you covered. Don Callahan, it's been a pleasure, my friend. We went an hour and four minutes, yeah. and I feel like we just started. We had half of that. We went on uh, TV shows. Hey, you got to talk about something. It's It's been fabulous. Thanks, everybody, for joining. Thanks to Johnny T-Shirt for sponsoring us. Thanks to Don Callahan for making time out of his day to talk to me and the and rest of you Tommy guys Ashley. about North Carolina football recruiting. We'll be back next week. Top five, your homework. Top five scary movies, scary period. Movies. It can be any scary movie. It can be a movie that's not necessarily defined as a scary movie, that, but it's pretty scary. We'll talk then in one week. It'll seem like it's tomorrow, but it'll be a week from now on May 24th. Thanks, folks. <laughs>